All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is the following podcast. My name is Alex Davis. Joining me, as always, our esteemed editor, Tommy Fanagan. Hello. And, uh, yeah, we're back in the real world, slightly. Tommy went to an event. Rafi and I are meant to go to an event later on. Mobile Congress, of course. Um, and, yeah, been a been a busy week. But a good one for news, Tommy, this one, I think. I'm absolutely riding high on the adrenaline of being back to real-life um, event stuff where we belong. Despite it being quite quiet in the States this week, we have got a class issue for you this week. We've got all the BBC drama, we've got an interview with Broadpeak CEO about the new um, SaaS API platform, we've got exclusive comments from the SP... I knew I was going to <laughs> slip up on that <laughs> after last week's SBTVD forum in Brazil, Some uh, giving us some exclusive comments there. We've got... Um, an interview with Neuromedia which is really um, cool uh, a highlight being when um, the CEO pulled out this uh, like cranial cap thing that he used to like monitor brainwaves he pulled this dusty old box off at the top of a uh, bookcase and, and showed us that uh, we got exclusive comments from the live peer CEO following last week's um, Piece, and we've even got some coverage of the Indian Video Broadband Summit this week. But the highlight was, as Alex um, said in his opening gambit, was the event at a little basement members club here in Bristol. 75 person intimate tech talk. Um, I'm very excited for. Um, and it, it, it started off, um, I, I, I went there with quite low expectations, I'll be honest thinking I'll be really lucky if I get a story out of this because I just wanted to be around people and and be in that kind of environment. So there was a a talk about AI, which was all a bit um, waffly, really. Didn't get much from that. There was an ex-cricketer there. I can't remember his name. Simon Hughes, maybe off the top of my head. I won't follow up on that. I don't really follow cricket, as you can probably tell. He was talking about sports tech and sports marketing and social media and all that malarkey. And the highlight for me was a talk from a little voice technology startup called Say It Now. Um, and immediately I thought of a company called Instreamatic, which we interviewed a couple of years ago. So this is all about actionable ads and providing data to advertisers. So they show this really cheesy demo of um, chopping uh, carrot in, in the kitchen and um, uh, an ad comes on the radio for Barocca and within a few words you can order some Barocca for example you don't even have to press a button you can just order Barocca through your Amazon Alexa so it's all about integration with that Alexa skills and the Google Assistant version of Alexa skills which is called what's it called I've got it here somewhere he described it as the WordPress of AI. It's the natural language processing platform called Dialogue Flow. Dialogue and Flow. And you'll get there eventually. So it's all about lead generation and that kind of thing, delivering an in-channel data capture point for targeted audio, audio ads. So unfortunately, there was no Q- Q&A, and Charles Cadbury, CEO of the London-based 10-person startup, um, uh, I, had to, I had to corner him at the bar afterwards to get some uh, questions answered. My hand was twitching all the way through the other two presentations. And he doesn't really see Instrumatic, Instrumatic as a straight-up 
rivals. Saying now is more on the ad measurement and monitoring side, and it's, he says that Instrumatic can't directly sell products the way that Say It Now can straight to your door um, which we'll have to follow up on um, with Instrumatic we'll take his word for it for now um, and it was quite interesting because he mentioned um, an example of talking to Pizza Hut as an actionable ad and that reminded us of the exact demo that Instrumatic gave us um, a couple of years ago um, about ordering pizza um, which is the most popular actionable ad unsurprisingly um, ad plays on the radio for pizza you go yeah too right I want pizza I'm stoned and hungry (laughs) and a pizza arrives at your door but it's quite interesting that it monitors it buckets it simply into three so it's a a no a strong no or a yes and then that data can feed back whether you should um, follow so if you uh, tell an ad to, to fuck off for example then that's probably a good indicator that you probably need to tweak your ad or just never target that person ever again and just um, leave them alone so I'm just absolutely buzzing to have been back to a physical real life event to be honest and um, the next one your next one is hopefully Mobile World Congress Touchwood um, I might be going to one in March maybe I won't say much on that, just in case the organisers haven't confirmed it. But, um, yeah, buzzing. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> think, definite fingers crossed on the World Congress. Um, I'll see if we can get another pizza uh, demonstration yeah, there. Definitely. Yeah. I should mention, the event is called You Get What You Get Too. And also, we promised every attendee got a free NFT. I haven't got mine yet. I have downloaded my... Tezos wallet so I have um, got myself on the blockchain I'm just waiting for my first NFT I will keep you updated on that nice can we can we buy stakes in it can we try and like leverage our Tommy position absolutely yeah cool so, <laughs> um, I mean normally like holding stock as like a journalist type that's uh, it's, you know ethically questionable mm. but I think an NFT of yourself <laughs> you probably should own that shouldn't you yeah 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 Sweet, right. Um, yeah, uh, we, we did it again, Tommy. Um, we forgot okay. to mention where Rafi is. Sorry, Rafi. Yeah, Rafi's off doing busy things for Spreadsheet. And uh, yeah, my turn, I guess. Um, so two, two things this week. Um, carrying on the sort of multicast AVR stuff, um, there was a report um, in the Italian media, which of course gets sort of translated, um, that the regulator Agcom uh, is like threatening to zone. It's saying you must have a quality of service guarantee. <clears throat> and if you don't, then we are going to uh, ensure that you refund subscribers you know, 70 or 50 uh, a month. Um, and this is kind of in response to Italy's like famously poor broadband infrastructure, um, which was always weird because in like the IoT world, it was weirdly advanced on like smart metering. Um, so not really sure um, why, why the fixed line you know, legacy is as it is but the, the state of it is that zone is this sort of uppity over the top sports um, uh, you know disruptor who has come into the market and outbid Sky Italia and of course Telecom Italia which has you know upset the incumbents um, so the the speculation here is that the incumbents are quietly encouraging Agcom to make sure that you uh you have to sort of reach the QoS, and the mechanism is a bit blurry. There's not all that much detail on it. 
um, essentially when you sign up, there'll be like a speed test and that will be like the threshold. Um, and if it falls under the threshold, then then the refunds will, will you know, be on the way. And Italy in 2019, the Netflix uh, you know, speed test score was about 3.4 megabit per second, which is horrendous. So of course, um, based on the recent sort of uh, outages in some of the Serie A games, uh, which you know got disowned in hot water, the obvious answer at the time we thought would be um, LCEVC uh, as a way to sort of quickly reduce the, the bandwidth of it. But it sort of came to pass um, in the last sort of couple of weeks um, that multicast ABR um, via uh, Broadpeak and via Technicolor set-tops was the answer for Telecom Italia. And of course, this was in Italy, a um, bit of political operating. It was uh, inevitable that we would make a Senate joke. Um, that was in there somewhere. And yeah, um, you can't help but think that the incumbent operators want the zone to stack it. And given that the sort of the onus is on them to provide their customers with a good service, that I think there's a real sort of risk that this blows up in their face. That it turns out that the zone is delivering you know perfect streams into the operator access network, um, and then it, you know it's falling over flat uh, when it's on the, the sky or the sort of fast web or, or telecom Italia lines. Um, so yeah, it, it could get really messy. Um, but I think you know from Faultline's perspective. Uh, Messi is good. Messi is good for news. Um, it gets people to say uh, amusing quotes on the record. Um, so yeah, uh, we this this could be a short podcast. I might just like plug um, Faultline's little environmental bit. I was I was thinking yeah. exactly the same thing. Okay. Glad we're on the same wavelength there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, both of us um, this week were writing about um, sort of low carbon efforts. So Tommy, um, I don't know if eagle-eared listeners might have heard it, but um, my dog, the office dog Albert has, uh, I mean, he's a namesake this week, but he's also just causing a mess under the recording desk. But yeah, Tommy Albert this week. The recording desk is <laughs> so, so professional. Oh, we are, we're very professional. Yeah, so we have um, two articles in our green schemes and sustainability section in this uh, week's issue. Albert being one, the dog. The second article being low cat. Okay. So a bit of a theme there. My coverage was on Albert the Carb, which is a carbon calculator um, essentially which started out some seven years ago um, it was initially for calculating um, the emissions of media um, like uh, TV and film it wasn't it wasn't um, built for, for sports but they kind of adapted it and used it to, to measure um, the, the climate impact of live sports productions which is Quite a lot when you um, when you factor in all the all the travel and stuff as well, let alone all the um, technology involved. So, what's happened? I mean, it's, this has come on the back of the climate um, content pledge, uh, something something along those lines that was signed by a load of um, uh, media companies here in the UK back at the COP uh, twenty six summit in Glasgow, and <laughs> we absolutely slated it because all it did was shift the blame from the consumer. So there's all these massive organisations saying, well, yeah, we just need to educate our viewers on how to be more sustainable. We're not actually going to take any responsibility and make any changes. Turns out they are, have, have actually made, made some changes. And BBC Sport, BT Sport, Sky Sports, traditionally um, competing for the, for the same live sports coverage, would never be seen in the same room as each other, have all laid down their weapons and agreed to this sustainability pledge. And 
using a load of vendors um, in the project. Uh, we've got the obvious ones, AWS, Microsoft, we've got M2A Media, Blackbird, Hitomi, Zixi, Singular Live, to name a, a few, uh, way more than that. And they have ultimately, so this was actually, I should say, this came on the back of a um, IBC 365 Accelerator project showcase that I tuned into earlier this week. And uh, yeah, it's really interesting. The It was a bit frustrating though, they didn't give any solid figures. Apparently that's gonna come in a white paper later. Don't know what later means, I wish I could tell you. Um, but the ultimate takeaway is that cloud production is more sustainable than uh, uh, than traditional broadcast production. And uh, that's pretty much the, the crux of it. And Albert's benchmark is um, uh, based on broadcaster data has uh, helped do that. So, um, yeah. And as I said at the, the beginning of that piece, that thought I made a pledge last year, its own pledge, to increase our coverage of environmentally friendlier technologies in the media ecosystem and the strategies involved in everything so this is us doing our bit yeah and, and I think just to build on that so yeah I, I was looking at this um, uh, report it's a, you know, a big old model really um, lots of data and stuff but it's from the low carbon TV delivery project which is shortened to low cap and this one came via a company called Quadrille a French multicast ABR specialist and um, another one, yeah, they're <laughs> everywhere. Um, the the gist of this one was that this um, this group Locat is made up of a bunch of people with you know stakes in uh, terrestrial broadcasts, so DTT, and unsurprisingly, um, their model shows that um, DTT is leagues better than over the top and IPTV in terms of like energy use and, and carbon. But there was this. Um, while there were almost too many numbers, like it's not often that you get a white paper where there's too much in there because a lot of them are so scant on detail that you have to kind of interpret things quite cynically. But this one would have taken days, I think, to recreate and play around with. Um, but the the sort of you can quite easily see how marketing and PR types would pick up the wrong end of this stick because the stick here is that because of the inherent efficiency of broadcast infrastructure. And the fact that you don't need set tops to sort of decode these signals, like that it's usually just just an aerial um, on the roof or the you know the outside building plugged into the back of television. Um, because of that inherent efficiency, then you know watching live television over this system is uh, you know much better for the environment. But you can see how a PR person would look at the numbers and go, "Aha! Therefore, stop watching Netflix. Start watching you know broadcast TV." And like, yes, that might be a really tempting sort of marketing strategy, but normally we would say, well, these findings, you know, can we trust them? I think we can trust the findings. It's just that, again, it comes back to placing the onus on the consumer. So in, in this environmentally friendly approach, it's, hey, couch potato, stop watching Netflix, start watching, and, and the argument is, well, the couch potato here has like almost no say on like there's no purchasing signals that they can give to OTT providers because it's not like we've got a Netflix that says oh you know all our content is made in like, wind farms like that doesn't exist you can't do that from like the free market so again it's like it's almost disingenuous because as we know the sort of huge proportion of global energy is just on data centers and you know it's between 60 and 80 percent of video today um well, sorry of total sort of web traffic is accounted for by video and it's incredibly inefficient the way we send video now. 
Um, so if you try and make this like environmentally friendly argument in video, you're setting yourself up for like a really sharp um, critique because we know that the way we send video is like not particularly good. And again, like the consumer it probably has, I don't know, two or three choices of pay TV operator and then the sort of the incumbent broadcaster who's probably doing it via, um, you know, a big old antenna system. So yeah, uh, just something to be a bit wary of, I think. Um, like this year, I think because we're going to be looking for more green stuff to look at, I think we're probably going to run into more examples like this. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed, we don't hit them because that would show that this industry properly understands like the position. But yeah, um, it, it, good year I think for coverage. Um, so fingers crossed, it's a yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't run into any clangers. Um, but yeah, I think that would probably be it for us on the long-form stuff. Um, five into the worth noting. Yeah. Anyone out there got any green uh, initiatives, technologies you want to tell about uh, us about? And um, yeah, hit us up. Yeah, please do. Um, so, I mean, I can just dive... Have you got worth noting up there, Tommy? Uh, I did have, and I realised there was nothing that I liked. <laughs> oh, well, five years ago this week, Tommy. Let me tell you about the past. <laughs> HCMI 2.1. Uh, was was unleashed on the world. So data rates going from 18 gigabit per second to 48 with 8K support uh, and HDR. Um, so yeah, rollout expected from Q2 2017. Version 2.1, yeah, a bit of a, a sort of a, a threshold, but I mean, yeah, the 4K penetration is still not particularly good. And that's before you get into the, my favorite debate of 4K versus UHD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we can all agree that DisplayPort is the superior technology. And, and if anyone is out there as a decision maker, please choose DisplayPort, um, not HDMI. But there we are. So nothing in worth knowing, Tom. Nothing, <laughs> nothing in chat. No, however, um, I should probably just mention our lead story, which is obviously about BBC, as I, as I said earlier. And I asked a question to you, Alex. Where do you sit on the fence? Do you see the BBC as the national treasure that many do that needs protecting, or do you think it's a biased burden on society? Well, I mean, the news, BBC News is just a Tory party mouthpiece, mm-hmm. so like that's not great. But then there's all these like niche things in there that would never get funding if you had to like do it on a on a profit thing. So like a lot of the radio stations would disappear. Um, I know radio is like an old thing, but. Like, there's a lot of podcasts that are tied up in there. I think most of those would disappear. Mm-hmm. But then, like, in, in the UK, we've got BritBox. Um, so, like, the, the license fee sort of funds, like, quite a lot of stuff. It's not just the BBC. It's, like, ITV and Channel 4 and bits of Channel 5. So, like, the BritBox thing, you know, that, that just screams, like, cultural soft power in terms of, like, projecting the UK abroad, like, in mm-hmm. terms of tourism and stuff. So, like, all of those values are, like, really difficult to quantify um but yeah i mean the bbc doesn't do itself all that many favors by just getting hung up hung up on the wrong like you know the wrong side of news controversies like you know remember in the epstein judgment with prince andrew and they like turn for an expert you know that they can get on they 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 pick this lawyer who who is part of the case and they're like yeah this guy's invalid it's like you're a news outfit like come on oh god but, yeah so like the the news is the thing that everyone sees and I yeah. think most people are a bit fed up with it but all yeah. of that stuff all that content wouldn't get produced no exactly yeah it's all the expensive stuff amazing stuff that the BBC is known for the David Amber nature documentaries the, the live sports the hard hitting dramas mm. 
that are going to be cut first. And you said radio, my favourite radio station in the world, the only radio station that matters, BBC Radio 6 Music, is um, is going to suffer as well. So, yeah, it's a shame. Content is going to... The content world is going to be worse off, I think, with the BBC's um, funding taps getting shut off. But um, it's got five years to figure its shit out. Well, that's so, the thing, because isn't just a distraction from Alexander de Feffel Johnson um, getting caught having a party this isn't right? a politics podcast no it's not I know you want it to be maybe, maybe. but uh, yeah we'll see we'll see Wrap how it up. Yeah, we'll see how committed they are to it but yeah. that of course this has been a slightly different Fault podcast um, we'll probably be back on schedule next week um, that was Spotlight 922 um, so as usual Tommy 923 anything lined up um, yes, what have we got? Monday, we've got a long overdue catch up with uh, um, Talal um, Shamoon, the legendary CEO of uh, Intertrust. We've spoken to Intertrust quite a few times last year, as we do every year, really, for a catch up, but um, it's been a while since we've spoken to Talal. Bus- busy man, um, big fan of Faultline. Um, so, we'll be talking about the whole kind of separation thing going on within that business loads of interesting stuff going on uh, what else in the calendar you've got your Wi-Fi webinar on Tuesday mm, yeah yeah. Rethink TV's latest Wi-Fi forecast so uh, head to the website you'll see some links for that um, so that should be a good one um, yeah Marketcast ABR getting closer um, but if you've got any juicy news you know tips please get in touch with Tommy at rethinkresearch.biz of course, head to the website, rethinkresearch.biz, um, and you'll find Faultline's free four-week free trials uh, and Rethink TV's um, executive summaries. And, uh, yeah, if you could leave us a review on your podcasting app choice, that'd be cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Um, take care and have fun. Bye-bye. Cheers, all.